What's up, Geekiverse? It's Bruner 1.0 here, and it's been a long day. It's about 1.30 in the morning, Monday, uh, September 12th, according to the top of my computer. And uh, I just worked a long day at work, but that being said, it's a good day because there was football on the television and there was WWE SmackDown Live backlash. So, of course, while everyone else across the nation's enjoying their football games, enjoying their fantasy football scores, racking up or not going up at all, depending on how your team did, I got to watch WWE backlash. Uh, first of all, before I get into the wrestling stuff, I want to comment on uh, one CM Punk. He had his UFC debut uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, and I know a lot of people are going to give him crap for not winning the match, but here's the deal. The dude went after a dream, and obviously I'm a huge CM Punk fan, so I'm a little bit biased because I love what he stands for as a person. Uh, I love what he did in WWE as a wrestler. I love what he did in ROH as a wrestler. Uh, I followed his story pretty closely, and I, I just came to appreciate what he what he did and what he uh, represented as a, as a person. So, uh, you know, he didn't win. It didn't look very good, but what are you going to do? They threw you into the fire, and he came out uh, not not looking terrible, not looking great, but not looking terrible. So... CM Punk, thank you for uh, inspiring a lot of people to follow their dreams. And, uh, you know, that post-press conference interview, it got to me, man. So thank you. I appreciate what you did. And uh, hopefully you keep fighting. Hopefully you keep trucking along, dude. Uh, Anyway, let's get to the wrestling. Enough of the mushy-gushy stuff. We get it, Bruner. You like CM Punk. Move on with your life. Um, Let's just go down through the card really quick and some uh, quick reactions because I'm tired. I'm a, I'm a little guy, and I'm just trying to get some sleep in my life, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so there was a pre-show. I didn't watch it, but I did see a replay at some point where it showed Baron Corbin versus Apollo Crews, and Baron Corbin won. I'm just going to let that sit in. Why, Why is Baron Corbin beating Apollo Crews? I get it. They love Baron Corbin. He's this big dude, and he can hit a cool finisher, but... Apollo Crews is this just mega talent, man. He's got flips. He's got power. He's got the look. His uh, charisma maybe not be there because he just is kind of bland. But, man, I love what he can do in the ring. And I feel like if you can just let him develop a character, he would be so solid. But, anyway, Baron Corbin beats Apollo Crews in the pre-show. And we'll see where that goes, if anywhere. Uh, there might be a reason for that, and we'll get to that kind of down the line. Uh, we started with the women. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon came out, and they kind of hyped everyone up, and then they said, you know, here we go, six-pack challenge. Let's crown a new SmackDown Live women's champion right off the bat. And it was a pretty solid match for having six people, which can always be kind of messy. You never know what's going to happen. They, they've got to have some big spots at how it works. When you, that's how it works when you have that many people in a match. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it wasn't a terrible match. Could have been better. Uh, I thought Alexa Bliss getting eliminated kind of quickly was a surprise. I thought she might last a little longer, but uh, Alexa Bliss was eliminated right off the bat, and then I believe it was Natalia, then Naomi, or maybe the other way around. I'm not sure. But uh, And then Carmella, surprisingly, rolled up Nikki Bella 
And you can see that feud, you know, continuing down the line. And then Becky Lynch, the last kicker, comes in, gets the big victory on uh, Alexa, or sorry, Carmella, making her tap out to the, the disarmer. And she gave a great post-speech interview about having these boulder shoulders. And that's with her cute little Irish accent. I love it. <laughs> and uh, she said, you know, she's going to put her title on there and carry it off. And uh, I'm just super thrilled that they finally gave her uh, a title. Uh, I don't want to say it's diminished because it's now the second women's title, but it kind of feels that way, unfortunately. It's like, oh, you wouldn't give her the, the only women's title when that's all we had, but now you're going to give her this. Uh, I hate saying that, but that's how it kind of feels. It feels a little diminished because it is kind of the secondary title. But uh, you know what? Hopefully she'll add some prestige to it. Hopefully they let her carry it for a long time and uh, kind of build a build a presence about that title because right now it's just that weird-looking white title that's blue, <laughs> to me at least. Um, so that was a good match. Could have been better, could have been worse, but I thought it was a pretty solid way to start off the show. Uh, we have the Usos taking on the Hype Bros. This is because the Usos injured American Alpha. Uh, Chad Gable had a knee injury, and he tweeted that he's going to hurt the Usos bad whenever he can return. So, uh, Usos, America, or sorry, Hype Bros. Whoever wins that goes on to face Rhino and Heath Slater in the finals. Uh, the Usos came out straight up to their music and their new heel persona type of tag team, so that was kind of unique. Um, and the Usos won, and I think they had to because you can't have the Hype Bros going up against Heath Slater and Rhino. Uh, it's just going to create a weird crowd dynamic. So the Usos won, the heels go over, and they're going to face uh, Heath Slater and Rhino in the finals later on in the pay-per-view. We'll get to that. We'll talk about it. We'll kind of uh, spew, our, spew our ideas, our ideas, like there's more than one person sitting in this room with me. It's just me, guys. Me, myself, and I, that's the hour that I'm talking about. <laughs> I have issues. The Miz and Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental title. Uh, really solid match. I like that Dolph was showing off his amateur background, which he's kind of been doing for a while now, but uh, he really got an opportunity to do it with The Miz, who's kind of the same size as him. So that was cool. I, I yeah, You had to think that The Miz was going to win, and he did because Maurice pulled hairspray or something from her boot. Uh, I didn't have the sound on a lot, to be honest, because I was watching uh, while I was at work, like I said. And, yeah, it just seemed really weird that... Uh, it, it didn't seem weird because the Miz is a heel, and that's what he's got to do to win, right? But, man, you're trying to make this guy seem legitimate, and he just doesn't ever win clean. <laughs> so uh, I also thought it was interesting he did the yes chant, mocking Daniel Bryan when he got the chance. So... I don't know if they're teasing a potential match with those guys. I don't know why. Maybe to make it come full circle. The Miz trained Daniel Bryan in NXT, and everyone said that shouldn't have been the case, and then Daniel Bryan had to retire abruptly, so I don't know. Seems seems like a weird way to win, but also not. So The Miz won expectedly. He's going to continue his title reign, which has been pretty solid, especially now that he's got this fire with Daniel Bryan. So... Uh, hopefully he continues that and Daniel Bryan can get under skin some more and hopefully give him some uh, some more matches that'll uh, actually seem relevant because I don't think anyone thought Dolph Ziggler was going to win this. So, uh, good match, good match. Um, what do we have after that? I'm trying to think off the top of my head here. Uh, what did we have? Okay, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. 
It did not happen. Uh, the rumor is that Randy Orton has not been cleared to wrestle. So they had to find a way to make sure that that didn't happen. So they had a backstage segment. They showed Bray Wyatt basically wrecking Randy Orton's ankle. And then uh, they said, you know, the match can't happen. Uh, Bray Wyatt went out there and he said, all right, ref, count to 10. Randy Orton's not showing up. Count to 10. And then he counted to 10. And then Kane came out. And Kane and Bray Wyatt had a match, which we've seen before. This was actually the first feud ever that Bray Wyatt had. So uh, we, we saw it again. It was an okay match. Could have been, been better. I'm going to say that about a lot of things. Could have been better. But uh, I thought the spot where uh, Bray Wyatt did the huge choke slam variation on the chair was awesome. Just great way to take down a big man. So that was good. Randy Orton comes down, hits him with an RKO, and Kane beats Bray Wyatt, which I... Why is Bray Wyatt losing so much? If you want to make him the face of fear, which is his little moniker, you have to make him win. Make him win a lot. Give him the Intercontinental title. Give him the tag titles with Eric Rowan or Luke Harper when Luke Harper's returning because it's going to happen soon, right? I don't know. It didn't make sense to me that Bray Wyatt lost. I get it. Randy Orton interfered. We're going to continue that feud, but you're literally just wasting my time by doing that, in my opinion. So uh, I thought that was kind of a a poor man's way of getting out of the match, frankly. Um, But needless to say, it was cool to see Bray Wyatt and Kane go toe-to-toe because I didn't know Kane could still wrestle even decently well. You know, we rarely see him, so it's just... It's unique when you get to see Kane and then Bray Wyatt go, go head to head. But that being said, like like I said, because I'm just gonna keep mumbling and fumbling till I get through this podcast at 1:45 in the morning now on a Monday morning. Um, <laughs> Bray Wyatt needs to win point blank. Let the guy win. Uh, tag team title match, first ever SmackDown Live tag team champs Heath Slater and Rhino versus the Usos. Uh, I'm not gonna say could have been better here. I thought this match was pretty good. It was solid. Uh, Heath Slater and Rhino have got their little shtick down to a T, man. They are uh, just goofy. Uh, They did a backstage segment with Renee Young where, you know, Heath Slater's like, yeah, I'm hyped we got this. We're we're going to win the titles. I'm going to get my contract. I'm going to feed my kids. And then he steps off screen. He comes back on screen thinking they're not live anymore. And he says, you know, uh, my wife made this food. It's giving me gas. It's giving me some problems. I had to go to the bathroom a ton. And then <laughs> he didn't realize he was still live. So I thought that was pretty comedic. Rhino sold it pretty perfectly. Uh, it's, 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 it's just funny. I love it. Um, we, don't, we get this a lot, but we get it almost to a point where it's too hokey. And I think this is just the right amount of hokey. I don't know. I'm liking it so far. Hopefully they don't overdo it. Some people would disagree and say that the segment with uh, uh, the wife and kids with Heath Slater in, I think, Virginia, Louisiana, wherever he's from, uh, was too much. I don't know. I liked it. So anyway, Rhino and Heath Slater put on a great match. Rhino basically gets the win for Heath Slater, hitting the big gore on one of the Usos. I don't remember which one it was. But he hit the big gore, and then Slater jumps in and, and uh, pins him. Heath Slater Rhino are your first ever tag team champions. So I think they had to do it this way because you don't want the Usos to be the champs. Like, they've done that. 
They've been there. That's not new. That's not innovative. That's nothing. You know what I mean? And because American Alpha is out, you can't give them the champs, or the title, sorry. You can't make them the champs. So what do you do? You give it to Heath Slater and Rhino. Yeah, Rhino is actually running for a congressional seat uh, with in, in the Michigan House of Representatives. I don't know. He's running for some sort of political office in Michigan, uh, in Detroit. Awesome. So, you know, you're going to get that publicity. Heath Slater has got his whole comedic shtick still going where you're trying to make him uh, the hottest free agent. Now he's not a free agent anymore. He's going to get that SmackDown contract. So that's another storyline within itself. He's got to feed his six kids, his eight kids, his 12 kids, his 14 kids, however many kids he's got. And that's another segment still down the line. So uh, there's just lots of things you can do with this. It reminds me of, like, the Gold Dust Booker T stuff, uh, Daniel Bryan and Kane, Team Hell No, uh, any of those comedic tag teams that just, you know, you finally give them the titles and it's like, all right, what can they do now? So I think it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. But right now I like the decision you did. You couldn't give it to the Hype Bros and you couldn't give it, give it to the Uso. So give it to Slater, give it to Rhino, see what they can do with it, and then hopefully American Alpha can come back and uh, take it from them eventually. And finally, it's rather short pay-per-view it feels like, right? Uh, we've got AJ Styles, we've got Dean Ambrose. It's a WWE title match, and I thought this match was just amazing. I, I don't understand why people were booing Dean Ambrose. Um, <laughs> it, to me, it just seems kind of strange because he is the face in this scenario. Uh, you know, he crotched AJ Styles and then patted him on the back and, you know, jiggled the rope to create some discomfort for AJ, but that was funny. He was making fun of the bad guy. And then AJ kicked Dean in between the legs, if you know what I mean, in the family jewels, in his boy parts, and then laughed about it. That's a bad guy move. But the crowd was divided, mostly cheering, I'd say like 70% cheering for AJ, and then the that same 70%, uh, uh, sorry, struggling with words, that same 70% booing Dean Ambrose. So I didn't get the dynamic. I thought the wrestling was pretty good. Uh, there maybe would have been like one or two spots that looked bad or didn't feel right, maybe could have been cleaner, but Dean Ambrose has never been like a super clean technical wrestler. That's not his style. But those two pulled off some great moves. I mean, there was no really big missteps, so... Uh, I thought it was a phenomenal match and phenomenal ending. And I'm saying phenomenal a lot because AJ Styles is your WWE World Heavyweight Champion. He kicked him right in between the legs, right in the boy parts, right in the family jewels, right in the uh, the old grapefruits, whatever you want to call it. He kicked him right there. And then he hit the Styles Clash, and AJ Styles won. And I, if I sound shocked, it's because I am. Dean Ambrose just won the title, uh, a few months ago, and now they're already giving it to AJ Styles. I I don't know. I like it because I'm a big AJ Styles fan, but at the same time, I'm not sure I get it as a WWE like script writing aficionado who likes to fantasy book his own stuff. But, yeah, I'm shocked. Dean Ambrose lost the title. AJ Styles won it. Obviously, they're going to have a rematch probably at, uh, what's the next one, Vengeance? I think it's Vengeance in October. Um, 
so yeah, I I didn't. I'm watching it right in front of me right now. I'm watching the replay, and that part where it looked like uh, Dean Ambrose was going to jump through the ropes and do the suicide dive, and then Styles comes in and just drags his leg and makes him hit the hit the middle rope with his throat. Great move, man. Just lots of solid moves in this match. I loved it. Um, so yeah, AJ Styles is your champ. I think it's interesting because obviously he's going to continue the, uh, the Cena feud. When Cena comes back, he's still wearing that armband saying he's the face that runs the place and blah, 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 blah. But Ambrose has got to get his rematch, so maybe that's a triple threat rating down the line. Maybe they'll save that for Survivor Series. Uh, if Cena does go for the title, that would be his 16th. So that's a whole other storyline. Like, yo, you might be the face right now, but... I'm the face of the decade, or I'm the face of the past 15 years, because I think he debuted in 2001, maybe 2002. So lots of great storylines waiting on SmackDown. Um, I can't wait to see what happens. Becky Lynch is your new women's champion, first time ever SmackDown Live. Heath Slater and Rhino, your first ever tag team champions on SmackDown Live. The Miz continuing his Intercontinental title run. He's got uh, Daniel Bryan feud going on still. Yeah, at least, you know, on the microphone. He's got Dolph Ziggler, who he cheated out of the title, so those two are probably going to continue. Baron Corbin and Kane, they had that weird standoff. I wonder if they get back to that because Kane had to step in for Bray Wyatt, so that's why that didn't happen. So maybe that'll go down the line. Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton still have to face each other technically because Randy Orton was injured and couldn't go. And then you've got AJ Styles as your new champ. I didn't think they were ever going to give a TNA guy the championship, but they did it. So AJ Styles is your champ. When does Ambrose get his rematch? When does Cena come into play? There's just a lot of a lot of good storylines on SmackDown, and it's only a two-hour show, so you don't feel like you're wasting your entire night watching a bunch of baloney. They get through the action pretty quick. So SmackDown Live having a great pay-per-view. I was telling my director at work, I think it was a solid B. I think it's a solid B. It's like when you go to college, you write that paper, and you're like, I think I put in some B work here. And sure enough, you got a B. So solid pay-per-view considering the uh, considering the results. Great, great pay-per-view. Raw. The ball is in your court, man. You better step it up and you better have a great night of champions, class of champions, whatever the stupid new pay-per-view title is. You better have a great, great show because uh, SmackDown did it right. So uh, we're going to continue – with these podcasts. I don't know if you like them. I don't know if you hate them. I really don't care either way. It gives me an opportunity to talk to myself for like 20 to 30 minutes. And I'm only talking to myself for now because I'm going to call in your friends. Just like Triple H said, what do you do when your back's against the wall and you don't know what to do? You call on your friends. You call on the click. So we're going to see if I can get my friend involved in this. I go to his house every Monday night to watch WWE Raw um, I figured I can bring this handy-dandy new recorder I got. It's called an H4N Zoom. I can take it there, and I can press record, and we can just start talking. It'll be great. And here's how I got this handy-dandy recorder. I went to Amazon, and I didn't just go to Amazon.com. I went to thegeekiverse.com, and there's an Amazon link on the left right there of your screen. You click on that, and it's just going to take you to Amazon anyway. And then you're going to buy the same old stuff you're going to buy. So that's what I did. I went to thegeekiverse.com. I clicked on the link. I ordered this H4N Zoom. And then the Geekiverse benefits because they're getting a small kickback, which means I'm getting a small kickback, and I'm the money, so I need all the kickbacks I can get. 
So that's what you do. You go to thegeekiverse.com, you click on the link, you order the stuff you're going to buy. We get a small kickback. If you have Amazon Prime, you can get uh, discounts on video games, so it's actually a really cool deal for you and for us. Everyone wins as far as I'm concerned. Awesome. Also, you should go on thegeekiverse.com. You should buy some merch. We've got some cool shirts. If you haven't looked at them, we've got Star Wars. We've got Star Trek. We've got, uh, I believe, some Marvel, some DC, some I, Apple references. I don't know. Pokemon for sure. Anyway, we've got cool geek shirts. They're cheap. They're like 20 bucks. You can go to, you know, your your Banana Republics. You can go to your Express H&M whatever those high fashion baloney stores that no one really goes to that because they want to, they go to because they have to screw that screw fitting in, fit in with us. We're the cool kids. We accept you for who you are. Just be geeks. We love being geeks. That's what we do. So go to the geekiverse.com, go to the merch store, buy our stuff. Uh, you should definitely go to YouTube. You should subscribe. Listen, I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm just saying we would appreciate it. We're all just trying to be friends, right? YouTube.com slash The Geekiverse. Subscribe to our channel. Watch our stuff. You know, go to iTunes. Subscribe to this podcast. You can just get it every time I upload something stupid. We're going to upload more Geekiverse-specific ones, not just wrestling, but go ahead. Subscribe. See what we got to offer. I think you'll like it. It's way past my bedtime. It's 1.55 in the morning. I'm going to go to bed. I thank you for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side. Geekiverse. Bruner 1.0. I'm out.